Grab a cup of tea, let's chat. Hey, I'm Lisa, and welcome to In Pursuit. I'm all about creating conversation and sharing my ideals on the world, and that's what this platform is. This podcast is all about conversation and innovation and just reaching those hard-to-talk-about topics. I hope to present new ideas and just spark a curiosity in you. Also, I am a big lover of tea, so grab a cup of tea, let's chat. First and foremost, rest in peace, George Floyd. I think there is so much power in saying his name, and it's so important to stay well-informed and up-to-date on these issues and what is going on in our world, and I did not want to just dive into today's topic without addressing this and without just showing my support and my condolences for the family and all families that are grieving, so I would like to just take a moment of silence. And that is for all families that are grieving because they've lost a loved one to police brutality. This issue is sort of, it's getting tiring to hear the same story over and over again. And you have a voice, you have power in your community, and it's important to just stay informed on what's going on and act on your standpoint and find how you can be of help. So thank you for joining me for that moment of silence and again, Rest in peace, George Floyd. So my freshman year was actually not the best experience, and it really reflected in my grades. Um, I just had a lot of bad encounters with my peers, with my advisors, and my superiors, and faculty, and I felt like I did not belong anywhere. I felt like I didn't have a place to not only belong, but a place to sort of give my two cents and give my input and show that, like, I'm relevant, sort of, in my community. And so that was just really difficult my freshman year. And coming back, I told my mom I don't want to go back. And I genuinely just wanted to transfer schools and forget that I had even experienced my that year. And it really just took a toll on how I saw myself and how I saw what I'm capable of. So I will just be sharing that side of my freshman year. And I didn't come to brag or say that a 2.0 is bad because everyone has their own experiences. Everyone knows what they're capable of. And I just wanted to express that it's so important to define that for yourself and understand where you stand, understand what you want out of your college experience and know what you want, know what you can do. So that being said, a 2.0 is a really good GPA for some people, and I know that people work hard for that, and I'm not trying to say, like, that's bad, but for me, I just knew that I could do more, and I could do better, and I've never, I've said this before, but I've always been the kind of person who has to study for a B and really has to work hard for a B, and so my freshman year, I definitely took classes that were more upper level and I had a really heavy course load mixing calc like my first semester was calculus 
chemistry and a third level, third year level global health course and psychology and I think a few electives. And so just coming in, I dove in headstrong and really loaded my coursework with more than I could handle. And I think I just started off on the wrong foot and no one really advised me against otherwise and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But that being said, I have definitely learned a lot over the past couple years. I love where I'm at right now. I'm ready to finish the last two years at the school that I'm at, which is not something I could have said a year ago. And I just wanted to give my two cents. I wanted to share my experiences and what I've changed and how that has reflected in my grades. And it's not study tips or productivity tips. I already have those. Um, They're on episodes 17 and 18 if you want to hear that. But this is more so the lifestyle side of college and how you can create your own experience and stick true to what it is that you have set up for yourself. So I just wanted to acknowledge that everyone has their own experiences and not everyone gets the grade that they worked hard for, which is one of the stories that I'm going to be sharing today. So I just wanted to share how I made a lot of changes and I changed how I spent my time. I recultivated my college experience in a way that was best for me. And originally coming into college, I tried organizations. I tried like, I really wanted to get involved into a Christian organization. And I just tried it over and over again. And just, it was not for me. And as a whole, I tried some other ones and I realized like that wasn't really what I was looking for and I think I was trying to compare it to like my youth group in high school or my church back home and it just was not the same and I could not find like a home church and I am finally at a place where I'm like that's okay I can either watch my church service at home from like live streaming which is what everyone's doing now during the pandemic or I can just go to church on Sundays I don't have to be involved in a youth group um just because I couldn't find one that was for me and at first I was trying so hard to force myself in that community and I just wasn't getting the result that I wanted and I even tried like um, other student organizations just ultimately trying to find my place because that is what people tell you they're like get involved that's where you'll meet people and that just was not the case for me and in that way I think I felt displaced and I felt like I was not in control of my college experience. I was like, maybe I was just placed in a bad community. Maybe this is just not where I need to be, which is why I really did want to change schools. And the two stories I'm about to share seriously do break my heart every time I talk about them or think about them. But I think it's just going to give you guys a sort of point of view as to where I'm coming from and why I really wanted to change schools, why I felt like I was placed in a community that was not for me and why I felt like I did not belong. The first one is with, oh, I wish I could say their names, but I can't. Um, It's with an advisor I had and she was actually my first semester of college. Um, I think I've shared how I was pre-med for about three semesters. So we took a pre-med sort of seminar and she was a teacher or the professor, but she was also an advisor in the college. So she just taught us on sort of the pre-med um, misconceptions and how it actually is and she brought in people who are in med school right now and it was sort of a small discussion-based class and she had promoted Shapep a lot in that class which is why 
when the time came for me to apply, actually, I didn't think I was going to apply. I saw it and I was like, this is not something that I could get into. I looked at my grades and looked at just, I thought I wasn't capable of going. But then ultimately, my roommate, um, shout out to Margaret, she was like, girl, just apply. There's no harm in it because she had done it the previous year. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah, you're right. There's no harm in applying. And at that point, I was really excited to apply. I was like, this would be really cool, especially if I could get to experience another campus that's not my own. And even at that point, I was still thinking about transferring. So just being able to see how other schools work, I was like, this would be a good way to see if I do want to transfer, transfer. And when the time came to apply, I was like, this was my professor for that class, and she really promoted this program. So, of course, it would make sense to ask her for a letter of recommendation. So I go in, and I'm also thinking about changing her to my primary advisor, because she wasn't my advisor, but she was an option, and we were given the option to change. And I was like, maybe I would be closer with her. And I'm like, I would love it if you wrote my letter of recommendation for this program, because you really did push us to apply and we're just talking and she pulls up my grades and at that point I think I had a C in chemistry and she's like well you know pre-med students have all A's or you have to have a 3.7 GPA to even be considered for med school and I'm like yeah I know I'm working really hard and I think next semester I'll be able to get a B because I'm the type of person again a B is a really big deal for me it shows that I've worked really hard for that class And knowing myself, I knew that I could step up to a B at that point. And she's like, that's all you're going to give yourself? That's all you're going to think that you're capable of? At this point, you should just drop pre-med. You're not going to get into this program, and I'm not going to give you a letter of recommendation because I don't think you're capable of getting in. And that's not verbatim. That's basically what she said. She said, first of all, drop your major or drop your concentration because... Since you are striving for a B, that is not good enough. And also, I'm not going to write a letter of recommendation for you because you're not going to get in. Well, guess what? I got into that program. I asked other people for letters of recommendation, and I went, and I loved it. It was six weeks. I spent in Seattle for free, and it just was so frustrating leaving her office. I left in tears. I left thinking, like, maybe she's right. Maybe I'm not capable of focus on the study that I'm in right now but that is no one's place to tell you um that is no one's place to say what you can and cannot do especially in college you are there to try things and learn and fail and grow and no one else not your advisor not your professor not your anyone can tell you what you can and cannot do I think people can advise you they can say Maybe you should not take this class this semester because it's going to be a heavy course load. Or maybe you should wait off on this course. But ultimately, I don't think it's anyone's job to say, you need to drop this class. I mean, you need to drop this major. And that is what she did. And that was my first bad experience in college. And that was my first bad experience from a faculty member, I think, ever. And that just was why I sort of not why, but it was one of the reasons why I felt like I did not belong in that community. Oh, my blood is like boiling just thinking about it. And then a couple months later, so this is about second semester, and at this point I got into the program, and so that story is kind of done with that advisor, and I just never talked to her again. I left her office crying and just peaced out forever. Um, 
but now I'm in this rhetoric class and I had about a B in this class and I was working on this final assignment with my professor. I was going into her office hours. You guys know I'm a big um, advocate for office hours and I was just working on this essay with her like over and over again. I would come in with corrections, blah, blah, blah. And then when the time came to turn in the assignment, I accidentally turned in the rough draft, which I did again this last semester, like this last final season, I suddenly turned in my rough draft. But I turn in my rough draft and she goes to grade it and I, I didn't know at this point, but she sends me an email and she CCs my advisor and she's like, Lisa is going to fail this course. I'm ha- going to have to give her an automatic fail. This assignment we worked on over and over again and she just did not even put in effort. She did not even take in any of the advice that I gave her, blah, 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 blah. And I go like, whoa, slow down. What happened? At this point, I'm like so worried because an automatic fail, that's crazy. And she's like, well, this class is 15% um, on this assignment or whatever percentage it was. And she's like, so by doing this, you're getting an automatic fail. And okay, I just want to preface by like, yeah, that's my fault. Like I accidentally turned in the rough draft. So I go in to talk to her and I'm like, what happened? Is there anything I can do? Because obviously I do have the edited version and we worked so hard on it. We worked on it together. You know, I put in effort and I changed the the essay over and over again. And she just looks at me. She's like, how could you turn in the rough draft? Do you have a learning disability? I have no words. How can a professor, even if I did, there's nothing against students who use SDS services, nothing against students who take more time on their exams, but that is not a professor's place to ask you, and you you define that level of comfort with your professors and the people who are proctoring your exams, but they have no place to come in and ask you straight up, and personally, I do not. And I was like, why would you even ask me? Even if I did, what makes you think that is right? What makes you think that that is we're in the kind of space to do so? And if I did, would that mean that you don't give me an automatic fail? So that's what she asked. I think that it was super out of pocket. She ended up failing me from a B to an F, which is why my GPA was so low second semester freshman year. I think it was like a 1.8 to be honest. And I was just so dumbfounded by how someone could do that literally two weeks before, probably the last week, like finals week is when she did it. And so I had no room to like wiggle, no room to try and fight for myself, no room to defend myself against the dean because I was leaving. I was going back home for the summer and I felt so powerless. Honestly, leaving that semester, I felt entirely powerless and I felt like I was not in control anymore after working on assignment on an assignment with her for so long and then she automatically fails me and also asks me if I have a learning disability so those two stories just really show why I didn't want to go back my freshman year or my sophomore year and I came back like just so in tears and so upset about why why I had chosen that school But I changed, and I changed who I was around, I changed who I was with, I changed what I did, and this year has been so much better. I've had such a better experience, and I redefined why I'm at school, I redefined what I know I'm capable of, and I wanted to share those today. So I definitely started off college on the wrong foot, and 
I learned and I grew. And I'm now coming to you guys from a 4.02. Not a 4.0, but a 4.02. That's on growth. I wish I could just go and like show it to people who told me that I couldn't do it. Told me people who I wasn't, who told me I wasn't capable of it. And like, what are you going to say now? That's what I thought. But before I continue on to today's conversation, let's take a minute to hear from today's sponsor. I have been using Anchor to make this podcast and it's been so easy, so fun, and not to mention free. It has all the tools that you need, editing, messages, background music, all on the website and you can upload, edit, and distribute all in one place. Also, there's no minimum requirement to make money from your podcast and just all in all it's very easy and everything that you need is right on the website so download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and start your podcast today so i already kind of touched on this but these tips won't be academic um they won't be study tips i already have study tips and productivity tips so definitely check out those episodes And I definitely implemented those habits. I think I got better at studying. I knew how I needed to study and I did better because of them. But I'm here more so to share about the lifestyle side of college and the personal side of your experience and just that kind of stuff. First and foremost, student organizations are not for everyone. And... I already shared how I kind of just tried to force myself into these organizations. I'm like, well, I'm a Christian. I'll definitely fit in here. Or I'm an African. I'm definitely going to fit in here. And that's just not the case. And one of my goals is to actually try more organizations and try to branch out because maybe there is one for me. And this year, I actually tried out Global Health Club. I ended up being vice president. One of my really good friends is president. And I really loved it. I enjoyed the panels that we had and just how it was related to my major, but my freshman year, I definitely felt out of place in that student organization context, and everyone tells you you're going to find friends there, that's where you should go first to meet new people, and that just wasn't the case for me, and that's okay. I even, like, stumbled upon Global Health Club second semester of sophomore year, like, it was way later, and that's okay, they're not for everyone, just... That idea is going to be said to you so many times, but if you can't find one that's for you, don't stress Don't stress about it. You might stumble upon one later, or you might just get involved in other things. And my next sort of idea is that you don't have to socialize and be out with friends every weekend. I think this was, no, this was definitely my biggest change. I used to be out with my friends. I used to always be with people, even like midweek, grabbing lunches, grabbing coffee, being at people's houses like every function every like ASA event I I was there I was always with people and just socializing and I'm a big social butterfly I love meeting new people but I think I had to reassess how I was spending my time and I had to reassess the people that I was with and this year I just decided to stay in more and stay at home more and even if it's like a Saturday night or Friday night I would just be in my room and that's okay I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything because I was staying at home and the fear of missing out was entirely why I was so social my freshman year. I was like, this is my one and only chance to meet people, be with people, and this event's never going to happen again. 
and there will be so many like it. I realize that now, but this year people were like, Lisa, I never see you out anymore. How come you're not going to this event? How come I didn't see you at this function? And I just personally reassessed why I'm at school and why I'm here. For me, that is not to socialize. I have a solid group of friends and I have a solid um, I have solid individuals that I see every often, but I don't think being out is everything. I don't think that is the biggest reason to be at school. And for some people that is, and that's entirely okay. I just knew that this year I wanted to focus on my academics and I wanted to work or focus on my internship. And that's exactly what I did. And on the topic of academics, you might not like your major. That's completely okay. Just a, understand that these are prerequisites. These are classes that are going to set you up for the major itself. And once you get into those individualized classes, you might really love it. And it's harder to get through these, especially if you're going to a school like mine that's so big. These lecture halls are just intimidating. And I'm like, I'm not understanding this core material. How am I going to move on? But you can either stick with it and know like there's better coming and I, I I like the topics, I like the ideas that are presented, maybe it's just the space that's a little intimidating, or if you truly don't like the content, don't be afraid to take other classes and explore other majors and see maybe if there's something else that is out there for you. It's okay to doubt your area of study, and it's okay to want to try something else, and you're not stuck to your major once you decide it at 18, or if you're like me, I thought that I wanted to be a pediatrician all my life and so sort of coming into college I was like I know what I want I'm gonna stick to it even if I'm not doing well in these classes even if I'm not really loving it I'm gonna stick to it because I just know that this is what I've always wanted and that mindset kind of gives you a idea that you have your next few years laid out for you especially in a pre-med pre-health um, sort of pathway or area of study it's like you come in freshman year and you have the next few years laid out for you. And it's hard to disconnect from that. It's hard to try other things because you want to have tunnel vision. And if you want to stick to that tunnel vision, that's completely okay. Just know that it'll get easier as you go along. Your freshman year is going to be harder because this is just a new setting and it's a new place. And the classes are set up different and the exams are set up different. Like... Our chemistry exams used to be at 9 p.m. And that's when I always, like, since I was in high school, I always go to bed at 9 p.m. And so everything will just be different, and it'll be a learning curve in within learning, and you're going to have to relearn how to study. You're going to have to relearn how you take in information and how you hold information. But if you want to do that, just know it'll get easier as you go along. And if you want to branch out, there are so many different majors and there's so many different minors and certificates and it's okay to try something and it's okay if you don't want to stick to something you are not held to anything you can try out as much as you want and these are this is the time to do so also i just wanted to express that you might not hang out with people from high school especially if you're going to a school where a lot of people from your high school are going to and for me, a lot of people from like my middle school before I moved went to the school and I was like, oh, maybe I'll rekindle these friendships. Maybe we'll hang out more. And we didn't end up doing that. And that's entirely okay. You're going into a place with a pool of so many people and you have the opportunity to meet new people and cultivate new friendships and relationships. And don't worry if 
you don't hang out with people from high school as much because everyone is entering this new community and this new space and everyone wants to branch out and try new things and be different. Some people want to not be like how they were in high school and that's okay. So just know that these friendships might go, these friendships might stay, but whoever you meet in these next four years, just stick with them and you're going to love these experiences. My next sort of idea kind of contradicts that, but you might not have the best sort of experiences with people and some people will put you down. In my case, they'll tell you they won't let you write a recommendation because you're not capable of getting into the program. They might say, I'm going to fail you. Also, do you have a learning disability? And some people will just be against you from the start for no reason whatsoever. And I think that's so hard to take in if you're someone like me who's just so kind and genuine and nice to everyone you meet and come across. And so kind of being thrown into, I don't want to say the real world because college is still a place where you can make mistakes, but you're thrown into this different space surrounded with so many different people. And when people show you a different side and when people aren't scared of what you're going to think of them because it's not like a small space like high school and it's not a smaller community, it's definitely scary and hard to hear and get that thrown at you when you hadn't previously had people putting you down. So just know there will be those people and don't listen to them because you know what you're there for, you you know what you're capable of. And you're the only person who can hold yourself accountable for what you want to do and what you can achieve. And no one can tell you otherwise. They might try, but don't let them get in your way and don't let them tell you that you need to do something differently. Just stick true to why you're at school and stick true to what you know and you will be just fine. Also, you might put yourself down at times. I definitely sort of think of my freshman year experience and I'm like if I had just done some things differently I wouldn't be spending the next couple years trying to pull up my GPA out of the ashes to try and revive everything and that's okay it was a learning experience again and you can beat yourself up about it you can think what if I did this differently but what ifs don't change the future and Just give yourself grace because it is a learning experience and just know that you will fail, you will get back up again, and you might fail again, but beating yourself up over it will not allow you to move forward. Just look at those mistakes and look at what could have been done differently and change in accordance to what's best for you and you'll be just fine. Some things will not be how they were and especially your first semester, you might have expectations for yourself and be let down just because it's harder it's hard to be away from home be on your own and on top of that be taking classes be starting a new major and you might just not get the results that you expected and that's okay you will again learn and you'll know yourself better you'll know how you can implement better habits different practices and also what is not best for you at that moment and at that place in your life Before I dive into some final pieces of advice, I just wanted to share a voice message I received from my aunt and this podcast, I always say that I want the conversation to continue and so if you have a response or you have any input from a certain topic or one of my episodes, please, 
either email me at inpursuitpod at gmail.com, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or send in a voice message. All that information is in the show notes, and here is a message my aunt sent in about burnout, which was one of my earlier episodes, if you haven't heard that one already. So thanks, Auntie Choki, for sending this in, and again, please send in any form of input, and I would be happy to include it in my episode. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing on burnout. <laughs> I think it's a very common phenomenon to most of us. I really enjoyed and um, even just your simple illustrations from your very own experiences. That was really helpful. And I'm going to share it out on my Facebook page if that is okay. I love you. Thank you for sharing. Bye. So you're going to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life and it's just so important to stay true to you who you are. Once you have set your goals, you have defined where you are at university, it's so important to just come back to those and reassess why you were there and what you are here to do. And people will be there, they'll be living their best life. And I think so far I've kind of given the impression that people really care what you're up to at college. People don't. No one cares what you're doing. No one cares how you spend your time, how you spend your weekends. And it's sort of like a personal, like, oh, I need to be doing this because everyone else is doing it. Or I need to do this if I want to be more social. But you don't and no one's going to look at you differently because people are really more consumed with what they're up to. So once you define that for yourself, once you define what you have come to do at college and what you have set out to do. Your actions can be in accordance to your purpose and you can set for yourself and you can also hold yourself accountable. My next sort of tip is that not everyone is on your side and again I hope you see from my stories that people who you would think that are really rooting for you and there for you like they might not be and that goes for faculty as well as your peers and find the people who are really there for you and find the people who are for you and rooting for you and stick with them. Come back to them and check up on them as well. Give them that equal sort of support and make it two-way. And as well as drop the ones who are not there for you. You don't have to see anyone that you don't want to see. It's not like high school where you'll pass them in the hallways. You will probably not see them in passing, especially if you're at a big university like mine. So... Leave the ones who are not there for you and don't take people too seriously. Don't take their two cents too seriously because you know what's best for you again. And they, especially like advisors and professors, they see so many students over and over again and they might just generalize based on like what they typically see. But you are an individual and you know as an individual what you need and how you can cultivate your experience. So take it from me. Speak up if you're being mistreated by a faculty member or even if it's big or small. Don't be afraid to take up issues with the dean. Don't be afraid to share with someone why or what happened. Because I know as soon as um, my professor failed me, I shared how my advisor was cc'd in that email. And she was like, yeah, I saw that that was really weird. First of all, professors usually don't cc advisors. And also, why didn't you take that up with the dean why didn't you tell someone because we could have fought for it and I was like I don't know I just kind of felt like I was powerless I'm just a freshman it's like my second semester of college and she's a professor she obviously knows better but that's not the case and 
my advisor was definitely like, we could have fought it, but don't worry, let's just move forward. And so that being said, find the faculty members that you can rock with and start those relationships early. Visit them at random, ask them how their lives are, and just know who's there for you and know who you can lean on in those more difficult times. And even if it's just questions about academics or questions about life, find those faculty members who are really there for you and who are really just genuine and want to actually make a difference on your college experience. So once you build that relationships early, build those relationships early, they can also, like kind of bonus tip, they can also write letters of recommendation for you in the future. And that isn't really the shouldn't be a motive to building relationships it should come first and then you have those people to write letters of rec for you but that's just kind of a bonus tip they will be there when you're looking for people so I feel like I definitely found those people this semester and that's okay if it doesn't come initially if it doesn't come your first semester of college I'm in my second semester and I just met like the coolest people that I would definitely visit and come back to these last few years And I'm just going to say this again, but don't let anyone tell you what you can or cannot achieve. They don't know you. They don't know where you came from. They don't know what you're capable of. They're solely basing you off of maybe your application into college or your GPA or your grades. But no one can truly gauge what you are capable of except you, maybe your family. And so no one can tell you what you can or cannot achieve. Also, um, get an outside activity to give you a break from school but will also allow you to implement yourself into the community. Um, I definitely think that that is where I felt lost my freshman year because I was trying to find these clubs or trying to find my place in the school and trying to give just my two cents on the community. And I wasn't able to do so because, again, I tried some clubs and they just didn't work for me. So for some people, this can be clubs. This can be internships. This can be volunteering or work. And I found my place once I was at the food pantry and I was leaving town like twice a week and going to the town over and just disconnecting from my schoolwork and like my university as a whole because I was in a different sort of area and a different place where people aren't all students. So maybe finding a place where you can feel welcomed and you can also feel like your work is appreciated. You can feel like people really understand what you are there to do and they love the fact that you are part of them and my next tip you might not get along with your roommate or roommates and that's okay um I definitely think that respect and a mutual sort of understanding is way more important than being best friends and coming into college so many people just try to be besties with their roommates they're like doing stuff together 24 7 and It's hard coming from a place where you're living with family members or you're living with guardians and stuff to a place where you're living with a complete stranger and you're sharing a small space, your beds are two feet apart, and it can be overwhelming and you're forced to sort of just be mutual and be cordial with this person that you don't know. And so that being said, you might not get along. That's totally okay. If it's so, so bad, you can request for a roommate swap and you can move rooms. But at the same time, building your relationship primarily on respect and understanding is more important than try to be best friends from the get-go. If you're not good friends, just respect each other's space. You know, you're going to have to live together and you're going to have to practice how to be a good roommate like for the rest of your college experience, maybe even post-grad for a little bit. And 
just know that if you're not getting along, it's completely normal. You're literally forced to share a small space with a stranger. And I feel like a lot of first years don't understand that that is so, so hard. So that is okay if you don't get along with your freshman year roommate. Lastly, this is something that definitely changed how I saw college. I went from a place where I felt powerless, a place where I felt like my work wasn't being reflected in my grades, a place where I felt like I didn't belong in my community, to a place where my hard work shows in my GPA. And I love the different organizations that I'm involved in, and I love where I'm at just in college as a whole. So create your own experience and surround yourself with people who have a similar goal. Um, My freshman year, I had friends who were there to be more social and like I said, that's completely okay. That just was not my goal. So say we're all like hanging out all weekend long and then Monday comes and I'm like, oh, I have an exam. And they're like, yeah, I have an exam too. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I did so bad on that exam because I was with you guys. And they're like, I did fine. Or people are just not getting the same sort of grades that you are. And you have to just disconnect from that group of people because they're obviously able to socialize and be out more and be with friends and they're still also able to balance out with school and be okay and I think I definitely realized this year that I'm the type of person who gets a lot of work done on the weekends so when my weekends were spent with just being out and about with my friends and my group of friends I just wasn't doing the best academically and it was I remember being like why am I hanging out with these people but they're getting good grades and I'm not, you know, we were at the same exact event, we were spending the same exact amount of time with each other, so that being said, just surround yourself with people who have a similar goal, if you are trying to be more academic and focus on your studies, find people who will have late night study sessions with you and will grab cups of coffee with you and go to the library, or find people who are trying to be more social but in, in or more one-on-one type of ways, because I think that's another Uh, way that I found to like continue my relationships this semester and this year it was more so one-on-one encounters rather than being in a group and so if that's what you want just find those people stick with them and learn how to build relationships in a way that's best for you in a way that's best for your academics before I go you know that I love to end on a little quote and this one says set your life on fire seek those who fan your flames and it was spoken by Rumi and I really believe that that's why my grades improved I just had a sense of belonging because I surrounded myself with people who were rooting for me with people who wanted the best for me and I redefined why I was at college and what I had set out to do from the beginning so once you assess that and come back to it over and over again you'll be just fine and good luck on going into university um find those people who will fan your flames and find those people who are rooting for you and want the best for you and who build you up and will continue to build you up over the next four years so that is my little dear incoming freshman letter and i hope you guys enjoyed please again let me know if any of this advice really resonated with you and i will see you guys on wednesday's episode